Hey weirdos, I'm Hannah Sainty and welcome to the Your Weird Podcast, the place that talks to creatives, artists and people living their best lives about how they do what they do, why they do what they do and how being a bit weird is a superpower. If robots are taking all our jobs, we better figure out how to harness the one thing that they can't do, be creative. Enjoy the show. Hi, weirdos. Welcome back to the Your Weird podcast. This podcast, I just want to make for anyone who's kind of already in amongst their creative endeavors and in their craft, and they're looking for a way to kick off 2023 really, really strong. Now, today's current day and age does rely upon using digital mediums to sort of market yourself. And if you're not in charge of your own marketing, then you're definitely one step behind. I am the first one to put my hand up and say that I'm definitely probably three steps behind in my self-promotion. I understand marketing from an agency point of view, but self-promotion using socials is something that overwhelms me. It daunts me and I kind of lose motivation quickly. I'll get a momentum and then I lose it and I back off. Now, if anybody else is feeling like this, I have a guest with me today who is the absolute opposite to what I just described. He is one of the most tenacious, driven and focused people in terms of career and how he sort of applies himself to his career and how he markets himself. And I wanted to have him on the show today to just ask him how he does it, why he does it and how on earth someone who doesn't have that in their veins can kind of find a way to inject it in. Today, my guest is the wonderful, the amazing Jared Goundry. Hey. hey. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it a lot. You said in the in the intro there about, this is my whole thing about, about digital marketing, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't possess anything that anyone else does, okay? Since genetically, there's no such thing as being good at marketing, right? You're not born good at marketing, right? It's all just a skill, okay? It is a skill. I mean, yeah. Travel down from like a DNA from like cave people, you know, like the, the <laughs> cave people weren't back in the day putting extra amounts of art on the wall, being like, he's good at self-promotion. <laughs> like he's not the best hunter, but he's good at selling himself. Like he is... Like there's no such thing as being genetically good at self-promotion. Like the whole thing comes from just doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, t- definitely. It comes from habit and uh, pattern making in your brain. I understand that. So my job as a stand-up comedian, um, I, they should kind of uh, rephrase that sometimes and call it a standout comedian, right? Because what's going to like cut you away from the crowd? So every time I – and this is how you avoid plateauing, right, as well. Mm-hmm. So every time you get to a certain point when you get um, professionally within your sort of creative craft, you need to then stand out amongst your new peers. Absolutely. Which is a main vein on this podcast, which is find the thing that makes it a bit weird, a little bit different. Exactly, right? And it's um, I've always found it in the performance space, it's just being able to self-promote yourself. Because if you can get people to come to your shows, if you can get not only just, if you can just broadcast that you're doing it, the amount of gigs that I've gotten from the fact that people think that I'm like, crushing it yeah. <laughs> allows me to do the gigs, which then allows me to put more content up, which then allows me to go and crush it. Totally. Yeah. This is like the opposite of what people talk about on social media, where it's like, oh, social media is all a facade. It's all the best part of your life. But oh, no, when you're using facade. it as, yeah. yeah, but if it's like a business, you need to be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And it, you know, it creates audiences to come to you, which then creates more audiences, right? Yeah. So, but now I'm at the point where I'm traveling around Australia. I guess 
the key to it is, is you got to be consistent. And like, you know, I do a lot of gigs that are crap. Right? Yeah, totally. But I put a photo up that I'm doing it because compound of like, well, it compounds over time, right? So I travel around Australia doing it now. So I go to Brisbane and then I see people in my life just come out of the woodwork, mm. you know, and they go, yeah, yeah, we've, we've seen you, man. You've been everywhere. And I'm like, that's why they came because they think I'm doing it. Yeah, everyone's getting FOMO over what you're like, doing. See this guy, yeah. he's crushing it, man. He's everywhere. Totally. And it's like that's a collective – that's from posting. That's from posting stuff all over the place, even though it's crap. You know, the average person doesn't know the ins and out of your industry. This is true. This is absolutely true. But then, like, in saying that, it's fair enough you're going to chuck up a post, like, after a gig or, you know, um, you know, just if you're in another art form and you're listening to this and you've just done a painting or in the middle of it. But to keep momentum in the algorithm, you need to be consistent, right? So Absolutely. So just say, like, you know, we've just had a holiday. It's been the end of mm-hmm. the year, New Year, Christmas and that, so we've had a bit of a break. But chucking up posts when you haven't done the thing that your career is in, how are you finding the motivation or even the understanding of what to post? How are you finding that? And is it relating to an actual strategy? Do you have a strategy in what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's all about, so I want to build legitimacy. I'll take that back a few steps as well, because I think you can't do strategy um, unless you have sort of like motivation slash discipline. And the biggest thing I always hear is I just don't like doing it. Yeah. You know, it's not for me. I don't like doing it. Um, You know, in your intro, which I really appreciate, you said that probably, you know, very tenacious at this. And, you know, that's what everyone seems to ask me about is like, oh, wow, you do this well. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't didn't start that way. You know, it – I recently, about eight months ago, I I said, I don't get TikTok. I don't know what it is. It's not for me. And I just don't like it. And I had to really knuckle down and say, look, I know that if I can do this well, that this is going to allow me to do the thing that I love more. Okay. So mm-hmm. my I had to sit down and think, I don't like doing this. But um, it's going to make the amount that it's going to bring me joy is going to counteract the, the fact that I don't like doing it. Absolutely. And the first 20 pieces of content I made for it nearly made me sick. <laughs> Not only was I just posting them up and feeling insecure, gross, everything you can that comes with it. I mean, if you listen to this, you know what you know what I'm talking about. But I was checking it. How's it going? Is am I getting validation? Do I look like an idiot? Are people? Mm, yeah even watching it, are people watching it too much and hating it? Like just, I was just in that constant kind of every 12 minutes checking. That's not good for anyone involved, right? Oh, definitely not. Yeah. But look, I, I imagine it like the first time you jump out of a plane, you're like, this is disgusting. And then I, but I imagine if you do it 50 times, you start going, it starts to get easier. And that's exactly what happened with um, myself getting over that hurdle of going, I'm going to make video content. It just got better. It just got easier. And it was exposure, right? Definitely. You start a new job, that first week's difficult. You but like it, you, you mentioned one thing in there, which is another thing to think about in these, uh, you know, if you're trying to put yourself into social media marketing and self-promotion, because not only sometimes people do say, it's not for me, I don't like it, but the next phase of that is when you start it, there can be that resistance of, am I being judged? Because you are being judged. 
and you're getting picked on. And like, that's one thing I remember saying this to you a little while ago. It's like, you have to sort of build up a thick skin before you even really put anything out there because no matter what people are going to attack you in some sense, whether they actually don't like you, they're, you know, being triggered by you or something like there's always going to be someone who's going to say something to you. Yeah. And get used to it, man. Because if if you're not, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I've, the first time I got attacked, it really rocked my, uh, it rocked my. I had a video that a hundred thousand people liked, but one person said I had a stupid, dumb head. Yeah, I remember this. And I was like, uh, "But you know, in hindsight, it's pretty stupid and dumb." <laughs> they weren't wrong. They were just pointing out the obvious, right? Um, in all seriousness, though, but uh, I, you know, I had to go back and look at it and go, "You know what? A hundred thousand people liked this." Definitely. And one person thought I had a stupid, dumb head. It's a drop in the ocean. Yeah. And then now, like, you know, people say all, all this crazy stuff all the time on some videos that have, you know, now have got millions of views and I just don't care because I got used to it. Because yeah. I, got, I got to the point where I'm like, do you know what? Yeah, this is this is all part of it. And it's just through exposure. you got to just do it, do it, do it. And then you start accepting all of the things that go with it. You know, you start accepting, I put myself on camera and I don't think this looks good and now I've got to deal with the fact that it's got no views. Okay, cool. Next time I'll adjust myself and feel better and do X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, this one went really, really well and I did stuff one thing up. I said, now everybody's jumping on it. Yeah. Hey, you put put automatic subtitles on stuff. You're going to miss things every now and then and people are going to be like, it's actually there. (laughs) You put the wrong there or, the you know, you said the wrong sort of whatever and you're like, that wasn't even my fault but now it's a big thing in the comment. And it doesn't matter. Like just – Have some courage and keep going. Yeah, the highs and lows of it are so short-lived that like you take it on longer than it actually exists. Definitely. So – and that only happens through exposure and – you know, like that's the main thing. Like people always don't do things because they're worried about the end product. It's not, oh, totally. And it freezes. It freezes the process. It like cripples creators. But it's Definitely. like you you go back, and this is a healthy activity. I think anyone who wants to make any sort of content creation at all, go back to people that you really admire on social media, and just scroll back. And just see what's happening when they first started. And then you'll be like, do you know what? That's crap. That's a really good point. That's a really good exercise. And it's okay to be crap because you'll get better. And then those people did it. Yep. So why can't you? All they did was just trial and error and, you know, learn. Learn as they go. Yeah, trial by fire and just get it done. So, yeah, don't look at what your famous people are doing now. Go back to where they started, like, and just see that absolute dog crap that they were (laughs) serving up because I've found out along the way that it doesn't matter what you're making really. It's about, it matters what you're saying or what you're doing. That's what people are actually connecting with. They're not connecting with, I mean, you can always get better and you can produce things sharper and you can produce things the best of your quality. But as long as you're really saying what you want to say, yeah, if you're you, getting to you the heart it, of what you mean, yeah. Then the people that will watch it, yeah, it might not get as many views as the one that's higher up, but the people that are watching it and are interacting, they don't care. It's true. It's true. I actually, uh, so in, I think, next month, an episode that's coming out, I did this really incredible interview and halfway through the interview, the actual podcast audio drops out 
and then it has to continue on camera audio. And I had a massive panic attack. I was like, this is terrible. This is so unprofessional. What am I going to do? And I actually spoke to my editor and I was like, professional opinion, do I chuck it out? And he said, you know what? He goes, the content of which you're speaking, he goes, it is so good that even, he goes, even as I was editing it, I kind of forgot that it wasn't the professional audio. And I'm like, that speaks to exactly, exactly. what you're talking about. Boom. And I am going to release that because that's I am a person that I'll find resistance not perfect. I don't want to put it out there, but I'm going to release it anyway because I have that knowledge. Well, I found this um, – I'm a big podcast listener and I found that a lot of my favourite podcasts when the lockdowns happened went from being done over Zoom and you can hear that on a podcast. Mm, of course. Um, and I didn't get – and I'm historically going back and listening to a lot of them as well that I've you know, done over that period of time because people – had nothing else to do. They made a lot of content. That's true. Um, especially those evergreen ones like history podcasts and all that sort of stuff that don't aren't time specific. I'm listening to a lot of stuff that's from the, you know, the 2020, 2021 sort of era. And I can hear it's on Zoom when it's usually in a nice studio. I don't care. Yeah, that's true. As soon as like my, as soon as my editor said that to me, I thought back to a podcast that I was listening to once and it was the worst. It felt like they were on the opposite side of the room from the microphone and I don't know, someone was scrunching paper in the middle of the room. Like that's what it sounded like. But I wanted the information so hard. I remember turning everything up as loud as it could and leaning onto the speaker because I wanted the information. Yeah. And I thought, well, if I push myself through that, you know, it's just it's the same thing. I mean, it's regardless of what um, field of creativity you're even doing. Like I remember in my travels once I, there was the opportunity to buy this, you know, fine art piece of art and I had the money to buy it but I didn't really feel a heart to heart connection with it. And instead I went and I actually, I found like just a street artist who did this incredible painting of like just a gypsy playing a drum. And I fell madly in love with it, bought it. It's still one of my favorite pieces of art today. And I'm like, I think it's, you know, I can just sense the heart that went into it. And like, that's a real story as opposed to someone painting it for the fact that they wanted it to be fine art. Beautiful. Yeah. If you want to uh, create, I mean, if, if you're one of those people that's sitting around being like, I don't know where to start, let's obviously you're doing something. That's why you want to produce marketing con digital content. Yeah. If you sit around and think, I don't know what to do, I don't I just don't like doing it, I just don't think I mean, the best thing about being a creative is you're always producing content whether you know it or not. Okay. So yeah. if you're an artist, right, and you're do and you do painting, then you've you can, you know, you've got your pencil outline that you do. You can mm -hmm. take a photo of that. You can put it up on a story being like future masterpiece on its way. Yeah. Done. Easy piece of content, right? Then you've got like you can literally have like a nice picture of the uh, – what's that the little thing called with all the paint on it that you hold? It's got a like a palette. The palette. Yep. All the things mixing up there. Take a picture of that. Chuck that out as a story. Can I just interject with yeah. a little story? I did that once for a um, commission painting I was doing. I took a photo of my palette because mm -hmm. I'd mixed it all in. I was like, look how cool this color is. I took a photo and then I posted it. And then people were like, this looks amazing. Can I buy it? And I was like, no, this is the palette. And then I thought it was really, like, I just thought it was really funny. I'm like, someone yeah. thinks I'm doing this abstract painting. And I'm just like, oh, look at this color on my palette. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just just be on the lookout too to for ways to capture things that you can do like in advance or after the fact, so then it's not actually impacting your creative time at all. Everything I do now, I go, I've got, I put it into my workday. 
Yeah. Yes, this do. is the next phase. Let's go back over exactly where we've gotten uh-huh. to from now. So it's like if you're saying I don't like it, I don't want to do it. Yeah. It's let's investigate why. So it's like if you have resistance and you don't know why you're doing it, mm-hmm. you got to figure out that what you said earlier. It's like the payoff from doing it equals more of what you want. Correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that's the that's the resistance breaker. I yeah. would say is is the positive the pros and cons. Right. Yeah. See um, why you're doing it and then use that as the momentum to just get it done. Nothing like a bit of market research too. Like if you go, I don't know what to do. It's like find five of creatives that you like that are on the way up, not people that are crushing it. So mm. for example, if I'm a, I'm a comedian, I wouldn't go look at like, you know, the five biggest online comedians that are crushing it. I would look at the my five people that I respect that are on the way up because they're probably in the, more of the learning curve. Yeah. See what they're doing and see if I can recreate influence or do whatever they're doing in a way that I go, Hey, I can see what they're doing this. I'd like to do something like this, but I'm going to do this instead. Boom. So you start getting inspiration, market research, whatever. Cool. Um, then the next phase would be, you know, that you have to do it and you want to do it, but you don't know what to be doing. So it's like, we're going to be taking photos, start to think about it, putting in your work day. Mm hmm starting to think about these are the things that I can be doing. These are like the moments everyone wants to see a journey that's being shown. That doesn't matter if it's not perfect. Let's just, people want to see you. They want to see the heart of what you're doing. There's, there's two things that I am um, going back from my own journey, right? It's okay to not be good at it, mm-hmm. right? So start, just start doing something, right? Social media is actually a really good way to get like authentic feedback. Okay. Absolutely. Put something up because the like indicator, right? Now, if you're doing stuff that isn't just for likes, if you're just doing stuff that you like, you can start seeing people and their reactions, okay? So just start doing whatever, all right? Mm -hmm. It's okay to bomb. So in comedy, we call it bombing. So (laughs) to get good at comedy, you got to go bomb, right? That means you go on stage, you go, I think this is funny, and the audience disagrees. That's Painful, yeah. Oh, it sucks. But you keep doing it. So go bomb. Yeah. Go bomb with some social media content. Oh, hey, I saw a picture of this cat. Guess what? No one liked it. It doesn't matter. You know the worst thing that, do you know what the worst thing that happens when you put a shit bit of content up is? Fucking nothing. Nothing. No, no one even nobody, sees it. No one even remembers it, even if they do see it. Yeah, they just scroll right past. It's just another thing on their little two-kilometre thumb trip that they do that day, just having a scroll with their thumb. So don't, don't stress about it. Do stuff because you will find things that make you happy. People will start commenting on it. And then you go, oh, this is related. This makes me feel good. Yep. Or it doesn't make me feel good. Be really honest with the way you feel about doing stuff. Like one of the greatest transitions I made doing video content was I was doing a bit, a few bits and pieces. And then I actually sat down with a friend of mine who is a social media kind of like guru that does it for other people, not for himself. And he goes, what do people ask you about? And I said, everyone asked me about what I did in the army. He goes, just talk about that. He goes, turn the camera on, just talk about that. How nice is it when someone gives you permission to do the thing that's easy as well? You're like, I don't actually have to think about that too much. Like, I can just do it because it's my life. And it blew my current situation out of the water because people were going, now people are talking to me. Yeah. And now I can talk to them. And I had like a sort of an audience that were plugged in. Totally. So just get it done. And um, then... Put it into your into your work day. Yeah. So I need to get better at this and I don't know anyone who is exceptional at this, but it's something I'd like to work on. You start going, well, this, this is, is my work day. So this is strategy. This is the yes. next phase. This is like the third phase of someone who's going to be on a marketing journey of self-promotion. You've gotten, you're starting to do it. Now you're putting stuff out and you're learning. 
and now you've applied yourself to it and you want to have a process. Mm-hmm. So strategy. Pre-thinking is a lot like, you know, I, I have a rough amount of pieces of content that I want to do per week. Okay. So I want to make three to four videos per week. I want to have, I go for one story at a time, always at a time. Mm-hmm. So if I, if you look on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, they're all kind of linked now, but you will see if you've got a story active and if you don't, it'll have a little plus sign. Yes. So if I ever see a plus sign, I put something up. So then at all times I've got one foot on the, f- on the ground. That's a really good indicator. Just see the plus is telling you to do something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like well, you, so I always try That's just my metric for that. Mm-hmm. And then I do uh, generally one to two posts on Facebook a week and three to four on Instagram per week. So you separate them. Yeah. Yeah. And I have different content across each one. Interesting. But it might be the same subject, right? So if I take, let's use what a comedy show, for example. So I'm at the comedy lounge um, doing a really great gig. I take 10 photos. Three of them will go on to Instagram. And then another different two to three might go on Facebook. All from the same event. Yeah. But it just means I'm trying to get the most, um, I'm trying to get the most impact out of the one thing. It is good. It is good because although you do have um, audiences on one or the other, there is still like that Venn diagram of them being on both. So you don't really want them to go, oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just give something else. It's kind of like, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's like if you watch a show live or you see it on something, you're going to get a different experience, right? So I'm just trying to emulate that across the, uh, across the, um, the different platforms. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then it's you creating different content. And then I will, um, yeah, I mean, it's, the audience part is very, you know, you're getting your content, which is the thing that goes up. But then if people message you about it or comment, get back to them. That's another piece of mm, engagement. That's, that's a really one. important part. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have my metrics. Now that those metrics will be different across all um, platforms. platforms and all different creative things. But I think, if you, what you can do is if is consistency. So if you say, I'm going to do two pieces of something a week, yep. just do that and don't stress. Yep. Do your two. Don't do zero, just do your two. Mm-hmm. Because then that will become the new norm and then you need to reset that process again when you go, right, now, well, now I'm going to do four. And don't go all out and then if you're not using social media at all and don't go get four social media platforms. Oh, God, yeah. And then say, I'm going to be a social media god because you're going to not like it. You're going to get pick, fatigued. Yeah, yeah, pick one, enjoy that, and then um, and then figure out a way. And also if you're not enjoying it, just try something different. Figure a way to enjoy it because it. I liken it to having a diet sometimes. Oh, yeah. So if you get a diet that you hate, you might do it for three weeks, you might do it for four weeks, and you might see results. Yes. But you're not going to make a lifestyle about it. Mm-hmm. Social media and the way that you um, interact with it and the way that you promote your thing that you love needs, you need to like it yeah. because then it becomes a part of your lifestyle and then everything becomes easier. So it's important to try different things. Start with one platform, do two a week, get used to that because then the next jump's going to be not that hard. Really good If you good get advice. four platforms, I'm going to do four pieces of content on each one. That's 16 pieces of content per week. Yeah, you might do that for two weeks, but then you're going to be, you know, searching through the podcast, searching through the YouTube for how do I do social media content for the next big thing. You can't, you can, there's no hack around this. Yeah. 
It's actually just being kind of thing. And then it comes to my third point, which on that is being authentic. And it sounds wanky. <laughs> just be your authentic self, but you're on a platform that's really fraudulent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, authenticity isn't really like I'm going to put up a picture of me with no makeup. I'm just like, that's not what it's always about. No. Being authentic is literally going, I look, I do poetry and I'm going to talk about that from the heart. So maybe don't think about it too much. Maybe just if you ever want to throw a – have you heard about this in sport? If you want to throw a ball, you got to, like, not think about it. I have heard this, yeah. Yeah, you just yeah. you just throw the ball. I said – it just said to me a lot because I'm terrible. Yeah, just – just now just don't th- overthink stuff. Just go, I'm going to do this and then just do it because you'll hit the target a few bit more often than if you just overthink it. I believe in that wholeheartedly, even like with it, I know that a couple of posts that I've done in the past, like ones that I like did painstaking thinking over writing the caption and that it got, you know, feedback, but only a little bit, but the ones where I was just like chucking it out there when I was in a rush, got lots of feedback. And then I felt like even in my responses, I was talking in my authentic voice instead of being like the presentation of myself that I expect people to want from me. But do you know why you should do that? Because no one really cares. Also that, yeah. They don't care about your posts. They care about your presence. Correct. So they care about your sort of like net value of posts as opposed to the individual ones. So if you're always – and this is the power of it, okay. Now we carry around in our pocket this little tiny technological miracle that has all of the information. How silly do the – teachers at school look when I was growing up they're like you won't have a calculator what grow in your pocket when yeah. you grow up yeah it's what, what lady we did <laughs> not only that we have an encyclopedia we have um we can call anyone in the world we can contact with people totally. to the point now where it's annoying if someone calls you like Ugh, yeah you're interrupting my, my screen body. time so the power of that is you can then be in someone's pocket billboard yeah right so you can get into people's lives, which in the 80s used to take huge firms to be able to pull off. You can do that now. You have that power. That's what technology's done for us. Exactly. It's awesome. That's amazing. And that really speaks as well to what you said earlier and what the vein of this all talks about. It's like, you know, that we, we are overwhelmed with opportunities in the digital scheme. And there are multi-millions of people all across it. So how do you stand out from it? And that is to find your unique part of yourself to be authentic. And by doing using that um, that sort of net value of your presence as opposed to your posts is don't think about them too much because it's going to be the sort of compound interest from all of them put together being like, she's really funny. You know, when you just see people online, you're like, I like her. Yeah, so just the way they talk. Celeste yeah. Barber's really great at this. If you don't follow Celeste Barber, you should too. She's a comedian that she just kind of was being really silly for ages and like years on end and she has become famous from it. Yeah. She's become famous from her online content, which is kind of dumb. But it's, do you know what, it's a good time and it's hard to look away from. Do you know what? It's also really good as well because it's by being your authentic self, you have to think less about what marketing has always been focused on, which is your target market, your target market, who's your audience. So there is an element of that when you're thinking about where to maybe post some things if you're having to seek outwardly. But if you're doing your own self-promotion and they're your own channels, everyone is going to be drawn to you. Your target market finds you. Yes. And I, this might be bad advice, but I, but I stand by it. But if you look up any 
thing on the internet about how to actually do traction in social media. It will be like, check out the trends, what's trending, what's the current thing. All the time, yeah. My advice, and I feel like I've done this successfully, so I've got some jurisdiction to talk about it. Correct, yeah. But is make yourself a trend. So I just do you. Set the trend. Because, you know, at the end of the day, there's going to be a pool of people that all look the same doing the same thing and following these trends. But the people that actually stand out and are cool and that you stop and go, I really like that person, are just doing them. So that's it. Do be your own trend because yeah, I, I think that's that that that's my advice. And it might be bad and it might, you know, and algorithm-wise and analytically, it probably doesn't work, but you got to think do I want 150 followers that really like what I'm doing or do I want 15,000 that are just in it for that one video that hit a trend? Yeah. Yeah. I know what I want. You know, ideally you want both, but you just want to just grow and nudge away at it. And yeah, that's, that's my advice on that. I love that. And then that also allows for something that I truly believe in, which is yes, social media and the internet has a really big um, part of what we're doing but it's still not as strong as your people skills in life. So you need to allow room for that and you need to be authentic in that. So once you're authentic in both, everything becomes a breeze. 100%. Okay, so I want to finish up in a second, but I want to ask, obviously there's so many platforms right now, if you are wanting to start out on it or if you're kind of across too many and you're feeling a bit of overwhelm, do you think that there is one or two to maybe focus on more than others? Yeah, and definitely. I mean, and once again, this might be bad advice, but – um. Focus on the one that you use and you like and because that's going to be easier, right? Mm-hmm. And focus on the one that you consume and um, have some form of relationship with. Now, if you are in a platform, and I, I'll use my example of taking the plunge into into TikTok, um, I got TikTok and had a look and I didn't post anything for about three or four weeks. I just kind of consumed it yep. and had a look. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is something I could enjoy. You know, <laughs> I don't enjoy it as much as I I let myself now because it's very time consuming. But I was like, okay, cool. This is a fun, easygoing platform. Yeah. You know, if I wasn't in the creative pursuit that I was and I just wanted to chill out, I could see myself using this and it's a lot of fun. So whatever that is for you, if you like watching YouTube videos and you think I can do that, jump on that if you really use Facebook a lot now and you want to do that. There's heaps of ways you can do that on Facebook. So my, my advice would be to use, yeah, use what you're already using and use what you're familiar with because once you've mastered that, then it's easy to go to a platform you're not. Beautiful. I love that. Okay. I think that that kind of covers the lot. If you don't know how to do marketing, you don't feel like you want to be doing it. One last piece of advice before I do go, because I think this is important and it's something I've used a lot. If you do um, feel free to, uh, to mess around with boosting. It's something that I do a lot. So I do, um, I obviously do stand up comedy. I will boost posts. So this like usually two weeks before I'm doing a show somewhere, I'll put like maybe 20 bucks or $30, which I put into my sort of business scheme. And I go, I will just boost posts to the area that I'm about to travel to. Interesting. So I don't really um, put book a ticket here or do sort of stuff. I just 
send it out so more people see it in that area. So then yeah. they're just more likely to then see my poster or see them doing a show and go, I, I know that guy from somewhere. Yeah. And it's kind, kind of, of a sub- subliminal marketing. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, like if no one goes from it, like the, the views and the interaction are good anyway. I put enough money in that I'm not banking on anything. So it's, uh, there's no emotional connection to it. But And what I'm looking for is I'm probing for results. Yes. I'm, I'm boosting with something I don't care about. So then if it has a result, I go, oh, wow. I'm always looking for an aha moment mm-hmm. and I'm happy to invest in that. Beautiful. I love that. That's fantastic advice. So I think there's something for everyone in this episode, regardless of where you're sitting on the self-marketing, self-promotion spectrum, you've got to find the reason why you're doing it and what outcome you're hoping to have from it. You've got to find a way that is sustainable for you to create the content that already comes naturally to you. Find it because there will be one point that does actually sit naturally for you. You have to find a process of which suits you as well. So whether that be twice a week, three times a week, whatever you feel comfortable with. And then you've got to start thinking about how you can then progress, but just find a way to like it as well. Enjoy yourself. That's the, I mean, it sounds hack and it sounds weird, but it, it's it's kind of like what you tell kids when they're growing up and playing. Just go out and enjoy yourself, you know? And it's like, that is the hardest thing in life. But yeah, don't, yeah, just honestly have fun. Yeah. Find a way to like, because there, there is always going to be a way. So find yeah, a way. Yeah, because you're like in a it. pool of like corporate evil, right? And there's like totally. in that in that world and, yeah. you know, sponsored ads and hacks and scams and all this sort of stuff. Like it's literally like a cesspool of society or it's just actually society. <laughs> yeah, it's real life society. Do what you want to do and be a force of good because the best thing you can do in life is be a good um, leader and role model. Beautiful. That's a beautiful way to finish the episode. I love it. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Jared Goundry. Thanks for having me. Um, if you are listening and you're like, Hey, that guy sounds cool. Um, feel free to look me up and, um, it's, it's at Jared Goundry on everything. So just do that. Beautiful. Just put him into Google on there. Yeah. Find you. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for listening. All you beautiful weirdos. I hope you've gotten something out of that. I'll put Jared's contacts in the show notes. And if you want to hear some more from me and from the, uh, your weird movement, make sure that you hit subscribe to the little podcast from wherever you're listening. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to stay weird because being normal is really boring. Be weird. Thanks for getting weird with me. If you liked the episode, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you really liked the episode, consider signing up to the Patreon where you can help me help you. You'll get early access, uncut episodes, bonus episodes, and some other cheeky extras that you'll have to check out. You can find it at patreon.com forward slash Hannah Sainty. Now let's be more creative and less strung out. And remember that you're weird because being normal is really boring.